You are listening to sermons from the pulpit of the Bible Baptist Church in Marysville, California. We hope you will be blessed as you listen to another practical message. Okay, keep your Bibles out. And we are in 1 Samuel chapter uh, number 1, 1 Samuel 1. And here when we look at this passage of, uh, of Scripture, we look into a life of a family uh, who uh, there was a lady that was uh, wanting to have a baby. And she was uh, unable to... Uh, to have that child, and uh, she was looking to have a child, and uh, she was praying uh, that God would, would give her a child. You know, when we think about Mother's Day, what, a, what an awesome opportunity, but what an awesome responsibility. And here we look uh, at this relationship of motherhood, and uh, here we, we see how... Uh, Every lady that, uh, uh, that has chosen to bring their child into this world, uh, they chose to uh, be a part of the, the glorious plan of God uh, for, for uh, continuing his kingdom and continuing uh, this world. And so this morning we look at uh, this passage, and I want to I speak to you on the subject this morning, the magic of motherhood. The magic of motherhood. And I, I know we don't believe in magic per se. Uh, just the, the term there. The magic of motherhood. And let's pray together. Father, I do pray that you would bless now uh, in this time. Thank you for all the moms that are here. Uh, Lord, the moms that maybe even uh, in eternity right now, but their investment uh, has been real uh, in our lives. And we pray that you would uh, just help us today uh, to be able to celebrate uh, motherhood, celebrate the moms that are here, and we pray that you would just bless now for Christ's sake. We pray, Amen. I think about several things here when we think about uh, motherhood, and the term of mom automatically uh, gives us the 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 realization that first of all, new life. Uh, there is new life. Uh, you cannot become a mom without uh, there being new life. Uh, that's what makes you a mom. And uh, the very term means that there has been uh, new life. Now, there are, there are moms who, who have many children. There are moms who have one child. There are moms whose children uh, made it uh, to birth. And there are others that did not. But each and every one was life. A new life. And we thank the Lord for that. Uh, and with that, uh, the, the moms that are here uh, that, uh, uh, that have, have invested in their children and uh, the moms that have raised their children uh, for the glory of the Lord, a great example uh, for each person that's here uh, today. I think about our, our girls and the ones that someday will become moms. Uh, I'm thankful for the examples of moms that we have that they can look to, uh, and some of them uh, they are uh, they they are uh, senior uh, and they they have they have lived a life of faithfulness, so much wisdom uh, that is there, and so they have that ability to help. Uh, but the but motherhood is the result uh, of of life. Look at verse number two here, First Samuel chapter one. 
It says, and he had two wives, talking about Elkanah. Uh, the name of the one was Hannah, and the name of the other, Peniah, uh, Peninnah. Uh, and Peninnah had children, but Hannah had no children. And this man went up out of his city yearly to worship and to sacrifice unto the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. And the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, the priests of the Lord, were there. And when the time was that Elkanah offered, he gave to Peninnah uh, his wife and to all her sons and her daughters and portions. But unto Hannah he gave a worthy portion, for he loved Hannah, but the Lord had shut up her womb. Uh, we see here that uh, not only is motherhood uh, a new life, uh, motherhood, we see that that life is of the Lord. It's of the Lord. Uh, it's part of, uh, of God's plan. Uh, and here, this, this, uh, the Lord had shut up Hannah's womb. She was unable uh, to have children. Uh, and here, uh, we, we see that uh, her, she was barren and her heart was broken over that. And Hannah had been praying for a child. Uh, and God was the one who could give her a child. It comes from the Lord. Uh, the child is of the Lord. Uh, so, uh, verse 14, And Eli said unto her, How long wilt thou be uh, drunken? So here, uh, Hannah was in the, the church house, and she was praying. And her, her lips were moving, but no sound was coming out. And Eli the priest had seen her, and he's watching her, and he thinking, he's thinking, uh, We have this drunk woman in church. Uh, we've had some drunk men in church, but not normally drunk uh, ladies in church. Uh, but uh, anyway, so here we have, uh, she, is, she is praying, and her, her actions were one of brokenness. And she's crying out to the Lord in prayer, and uh, the preacher looks at her and says uh, how uh, he thought that she was uh, drunk. How long wilt thou be drunk and put away thy wine from thee? Verse 15, and Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I have drunken, drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Count not thine handmaid for a daughter of Belial, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief have I spoken hitherto. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant thee the, thy petition that thou hast asked of him. And she said, Let thine handmaid find grace in thy sight. So the woman went away and did eat, and her countenance was no more sad. Uh, what do we find? This new life. Uh, she was praying that God would give her a child. And, and you know, uh, in, in America, uh, motherhood has been diminished. Uh, and being a mom has been diminished in our society. Uh, it, ought, it is not second class to be mom. It's not second class to rear your children uh, and, and, and bring your family up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Uh, that, is, that is a high place. There is no career that can replace mom. You know, there comes a day when retirement comes. But those years of being mom can never be replaced. 
And we have, we have many that are sacrificing the investment in their home because they are personally wanting a career. Uh, we, we have adopted the world's philosophy uh, that a woman is, that is raising her children is in the home is second place to a woman who has a career. And let me tell you, that is just backwards. You know, the devil's a counterfeiter. Uh, he, has, he has a substitute for everything. He has a substitute for preachers. He has substitute counterfeit Bibles. He has counterfeit everything. And he has a different worldview that is counter what God's worldview is. And we have to recognize the importance of motherhood. And, and moms, uh, maybe, maybe we have some moms who are here today and maybe in your past you have put career above uh, that uh, uh, your home. And you can't change that now. But you can change it in the investment of other people. Trying to help those other uh, young moms to recognize that great opportunity that God has given them. He has given them new life. They brought new life into this world. And that opportunity uh, is, is huge. We see that new life. But secondly, we see new love. A new love. That love that a mom has for a child is second to none. Down here, of course, the Lord's love. But here we think about just the love that a mom has uh, for those children. Uh, 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 19. And they rose up early in the morning and worshiped before the Lord and returned and came to their house to Ramah. And Elkanah knew Hannah, his wife, and the Lord remembered her. Wherefore it came to pass when the time was come about after Hannah had conceived that she bare a son and called his name Samuel, saying, Because I have asked him of the Lord. Now, uh, in verse number uh, 19, it says, And Elkanah knew Hannah, his wife. You know, God's plan of reproduction is not just a process of intimacy, there is a plan that he has. It is still husband and wife. Doesn't matter what year it is, it's still husband and wife. That relationship of intimacy is sin outside the bounds of marriage. It's called adultery. It's called fornication. It's a sin against God. It's a sin against your own body. And God has a plan. And I know that plan is not a popular one in 2022. But it's still God's plan. It's still God's plan. Let me say that again. It's still God's plan. You know, we, we may have made mistakes in our past, but because of mistakes in the past does not mean that we have to validate that mistake. It is not an attack on anybody. The reality is we want to do things God's way. And when we choose to do things outside of God's plan, uh, there, is, there are consequences for that, and, and there is still right and there is still wrong. You know, don't we want our kids to do right? Well, how are they going to learn it? We've got to be that example. 
And here we see the, the truth uh, that God has, this, uh, this motherhood, that new love. Uh, but it is part, part of God's, God's plan. And Elkanah, he knew Hannah, his wife. Uh, and love grows out of love. Love grows out of love. And so here, the relationship of love, of a husband and wife, uh, then you have a child that is born, and what is it? There is a new, uh, a new love that is there. Uh, she conceived uh, in verse number 20, uh, and that she bare a son and called his name Samuel, uh, and life begins at conception. That doesn't change. All right, doesn't matter what the governor says, doesn't matter what the uh, Supreme Court says, life begins at conception. And abortion is sin, it is murder. Amen. And we've got to stand for life. Aren't you glad your mom chose life? Yeah. And here, I know in this auditorium, there are ladies that have had abortions. And I'm not attacking you. I love you. I'm sorry for the hurt that you have gone through. But at the same time, we've got to stand for truth. No matter whose face we see. We've got to stand for truth. It's not truth needs to be stood for. And truth is truth. And when we, look at, when we look at this whole issue of life, life begins at conception. God told Jeremiah, before thou wast born, he said, when thou wast in thy mother's womb, I saw thee, I ordained thee as a prophet before the nations. When he was conceived, he was still in the womb. God had already chosen him to be a prophet. You know what? There is a plan for every conceived child. And there are instances where that conception is tragic. And I'm not minimizing that one bit. But our society has created abortion and promoted abortion and made it so easy is it's a convenience. It's another form of birth control. And that ought not be the case. You know, those that believe the truth, we've got to be vocal. And on this Mother's Day, I, I, I just want to raise up, lift up motherhood. You know what? We've got to stand for what is right. So those that are coming behind us, those that are around us, know what is right. And to be able to help them to make right choices. There are things that I did as a young person that I would never want my kids to do. So what did I do? I warned them. Why? Because I didn't want them to make the mistakes that I have made. 
And here we, we see that that life, uh, she conceived, that life begins. Uh, she bare that son, uh, that long-awaited day. Uh, Miss, Miss Bethany, uh, she was here just a second ago. Uh, but uh, anyway, as, as she was uh, just coming to the end of her, her pregnancy, you could just see she was so ready. She was ready for Ezra to be here. And she was looking forward to that day. And, and the moms, they go through all the process of, of the conception and the morning sickness. And uh, then the crazy, all those crazy cravings. The pickles and the ice cream and the Slurpees. Uh, Deb, she, she, was, she was one that she would crave Slurpees. Uh, it was like midnight, and she was wanting me to go get her a Slurpee. The closest 7-Eleven from where we lived was about an hour and a half away. It was going to be a three-hour turnaround for a Slurpee. She didn't get her Slurpee. <laughs> then that long-awaited day comes, and the pain of travail. But all of a sudden, there's that new life. There's that child. There's that new love. The pangs of, of childbirth sort of fade away somehow. If God would have left it to men, we would, never, we would not have survived as a people. But ladies, you endure all of that, and then you have that new love, that child. What a blessing. Sometimes there are complications and sometimes there are health problems, but there is love nonetheless. There's that love that's there. And here we find that a little boy was born and his name was Samuel. Uh, and here uh, he was a prophet, he was a priest, uh, he was uh, the last judge of Israel. He was the one that God was going to use to anoint the very first king uh, of Israel. Uh, here he was, he was somebody that God had a plan and his mama was a part of that. What a great opportunity. What a great uh, honor to be a part of that life. Uh, and here, we look at Samuel. as She was choosing the name Samuel. I, I, I have not cursed, literally cursed, but I have cursed my mom for my name. Uh, I've got two girl names for my first name, Carrie Jean. And they could be a boy or they could be a girl. I went to school with girls just about all the way through school named Carrie. And uh, that's why I started skipping school. I didn't want to be, uh, no. Uh, but anyway, you know, it, it was either a girl or boy. And, and it was one of those names. And so it was sort of like Terry. And uh, there, there are multiple names that could be either or. So uh, I didn't name any of my kids uh, a name that could be uh, either or. Thanks, Mom. And so, uh, but his name, Samuel, uh, the word sham, uh, it's a Hebrew word, sham, it means name. Uh, sham, El, Samuel, uh, it is the word El, of course, is God. And so uh, it can be translated that his name is God, but there's also some variations of that Shem, uh, and with that Shem could be to hear. Uh, and here it is to hear God, or to hear from God. And here, as Hannah 
Hannah was praying for this son, uh, she was saying, uh, God heard. God heard my prayer. Uh, and, and he gave her uh, this, this son, this child. Uh, she was heard by God, uh, which lines up with uh, the definition in verse number 20. God heard her prayer. So we see here the new life. We see the new love. But thirdly, we see a new legacy. We see a new legacy. You know, life isn't just about us. There is succeeding generations that come behind us. You know, when we look at the American density, we look at the, the American reproductive rate, is right on the edge. We are at 1.4. They say if we drop between 1.4, that a civilization will not be able to, to continue. The only way you can continue with a population or a birth rate below 1.4 is immigration. And so for a civilization to drop below that number, it's, it's a tragic thing. But I think about why that number is so low. And that number is so low because the worldview of children is that children are an inconvenience. Children are an expense. I've heard people tell me, well, I couldn't afford to have a child. How many of you could afford to have a child? No, if we waited till we could afford to have children, then we'd be having them in our 40s and 50s. And that's past that reproductive age. I wonder sometimes, God, what is your design here? Here we have kids when we are broke and when we're dumb. <laughs> and by the time that we can afford them and by the time that we are wise enough to rear them, we're grandparents. But the reality is that's part of God's plan. And here that heritage, that, uh, that heritage of raising that family, that new legacy, uh, it's going to go on. Uh, and that legacy will only continue as there is new life coming. Psalm 127.3, Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord, the Bible says, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. The word heritage literally means inheritance. How many of you would like to get an inheritance? All right? You know what God says? If I have given you a child, you have received a valuable inheritance from me. Lo, children are an inheritance. And that is, that's a gift of God that he gives to his children. And, and we, don't want to, we don't want to blow that inheritance. Have you ever heard of somebody getting an inheritance and then they blew it? Yeah. You know, we've got one shot with our kids. Just one. 
You're going to work somewhere forever. Work isn't the top priority in your life. That's for men and women. And when we put, get our priorities out of order, all of a sudden now we don't have time for our kids. We don't have the resources because we're going to put them somewhere else because our priorities are out of whack. You know, you need, you need to make sure that your ch child has a Christian education more than you have in a second or third car. Or a motor home or a boat. Or a hunting trip. And I'm all for hunting. And we have two cars. I'm not against that. But what I'm, I'm saying is we've got to make sure our priorities are right. Why? This legacy that's coming behind us, we've got one opportunity to train them. Just one. And how many, and many of you have experienced that once you got out of the house, those relationships are broken. And that's not what we want for the, the next generation. We can't change what already was done, but we can, we can change where we're at now. Moms, you have a special place in the life of your child. And sometimes those relationships are not what you desire. Maybe there were some failures in the past, and maybe there's some divisions that seem like they're irreconcilable. We can't change what has been done, but we can change where we're at from this point forward. You know, all of us, there are times we've got to come back and just hit that reset button. Sometimes we've got to come back and try to do what we can uh, to rebuild those relationships. And there is magic in motherhood. It's a special relationship. And motherhood's, uh, that greatest joy there is that new life. That new life, the developing of that new life, the different stages uh, of that new life, watching that child grow. Uh, but with that, you, you see what God has used to show us that relationship that he wants with us. In John chapter 3, the Bible says, Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. You see, what is there? There is that relationship of life. Uh, he said in verse number 7, Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. And just like there is new birth uh, that comes into this world and uh, motherhood, uh, there also has to be a spiritual birth to become a child of God. You know, have, have you accepted Christ as your Savior? Have you experienced not just that first birth, have you experienced that second birth? Not just being born of the water, but also of the Spirit. And here the Lord, He gives us a wonderful opportunity. All of us don't have the opportunity to be a mom, but all of us have, have the opportunity to be a child of God. And here, as God gives us that opportunity, let's not pass it by. Father, I pray that you'd help us this morning. Thank you for your goodness to us. And Lord, if there's one here today that does not know you as their Savior, I pray that you would just work in hearts and uh, Lord, help us uh, to be able to sense and to see 
uh, Lord, our spiritual condition. And Lord, maybe that relationship is not what it needs to be. I pray that we would come back to you. Maybe there's one that has never become a child of God. May today be the day that they trust you. Heads bowed, eyes closed. You'd say, Pastor, I don't know that, I, that uh, if I died, I'd go to heaven. I don't know that I've been born again. Say, Pastor, pray for me. I'm not sure of my eternal destiny. Just slip your hand up. Let me pray for you this morning. Is there one here today like that? Unsure of your eternal destiny. Say, Pastor, pray for me today. Pray for me. Maybe you're here this morning. Say, Pastor, I am saved. I know the Lord is my personal Savior. As a testimony to Him. Slip your hand up. Let me see that. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, as you have, have become a child of God, How's that relationship with him? How's that relationship? Now let's just make sure that we are working on those relationships first with God and then with our family. Father, I pray that you just continue to work in hearts, speak to hearts as only you can please, for Christ's sake. Amen. Let's stand together. The instruments will continue to play. If you're unsure of your eternal destiny, let me encourage you to come. The pastor's down front. We'll have someone take the Bible and show you what God has to say about you going to heaven. Maybe just as a mom, we need to thank the Lord for the opportunities that God has given to you. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our service. If you would like to hear more, visit our website at bbc4me.org. That's bbc4me.org. May God bless you.